to the European Heart Journal Case Reports. My name is Dr. Saad Fires and I'm one of the podcast editors. Today we'll be discussing a case report by Drs. Bryman, Constantino and Westreich from the Soroka Medical Center in Beersheba, Israel, entitled When the Brain Slows the Heart, Herpes Encephalitis and Sinus Arrest. The case describes a 54-year-old gentleman who is admitted with a 10-day history of fever, confusion and fatigue. One week prior to admission, he'd had a transient loss of consciousness. At that point, he reported standing up after strained defecation with subsequent transient loss of consciousness when he awoke on the bathroom floor with no recollection of the event. He did not experience any concurrent incontinence, palpitations or chest pain and had no headache or confusion at the time. At the point of admission, he was alert, hemodynamically stable and febrile with a temperature of 39 degrees Celsius. Physical examination and a resting 12-lead electrocardiogram was unremarkable. A CT brain excluded cerebral haemorrhage. He was a smoker and on no regular medications and was immunocompetent with no family history of cardiovascular disease. Of note, he'd presented to hospital one year previously for chest pain and had undergone invasive coronary angiography demonstrating normal coronary anatomy. He was subjected to a chest radiograph, urinalysis, baseline blood tests including a full blood count and renal function, HIV screen and blood and urine cultures. The cultures did not identify an organism. A 24-hour halter was placed given the history of syncope. He subsequently developed a gradual cognitive impairment, aphasia and facial asymmetry. He underwent CT angiography of the brain and neck and lumbar puncture and commenced empirically on acyclovir. The halter documented five episodes of sinus arrest, the prominent ones being 11 and 32 seconds long respectively, between the hours of 6 and 10 a.m. The heart rhythm was otherwise documented as sinus at a rate of 80 beats per minute with a range of between 65 and 112 beats per minute. During the last sinus arrest, the patient had a further transient loss of consciousness, requiring transfer to the intensive care unit for further observation. Echocardiography was unremarkable. The CT angiogram demonstrated changes at the left hemispheric blood vessels, which correlated with cerebral vasculitis or angitis. The cerebrospinal fluid from the lumbar puncture was notable for an elevated protein level, with normal glucose and a pliocytosis with lymphocytic predominance. Polymerase chain reaction analysis confirmed the presence of herpes simplex virus from the cerebrospinal fluid. His cognitive impairment, fever and focal deficit all resolved following 14 days of acyclovir with no subsequent episodes of syncope or bradycardia. Given the potentially reversible cause of bradyarrhythmia, a pacemaker was not immediately implanted. Further halter monitoring did not reveal any further bradyarrhythmia. The patient was offered an implantable loop recorder on discharge, but he declined this option. At one year follow-up, there were no further episodes of syncope or bradycardia on repeat halter monitoring. Herpes simplex encephalitis is a well-documented cause of cognitive impairment, focal neurological deficit and convulsions. It is also a rare and potentially reversible cause of sinus node dysfunction and sinus arrest, with a number of case reports describing this association. The reversibility puts into question the need for long-term pacing. Syncope is in itself a common condition with roughly half the population experiencing at least one episode in their lifetime, with a range of possible causes. It is defined as transient loss of consciousness due to cerebral hypoperfusion, characterised by a rapid onset, short duration and spontaneous complete recovery. Transient loss of consciousness, or TLOC, is often divided into traumatic and non-traumatic causes. Of the non-traumatic, 
the commonest etiologies are either due to syncope or epileptic seizures. The pathophysiology is attributed to a fall in systemic blood pressure with a decrease in global cerebral blood flow as the defining characteristic of syncope. Interruption to cerebral blood flow of only 6 to 8 seconds may cause complete loss of consciousness. Systemic blood pressure is the product of cardiac outputs and total peripheral resistance. A fall in either may cause syncope, though both mechanisms often act together to a varying degree. The commonest causes of syncope are reflex syncope, cardiac syncope and orthostatic hypotension, with reflex syncope and orthostatic hypotension spanning the two main pathophysiological mechanisms. A detailed history is crucial to the evaluation of a patient with syncope, focusing on the presentation itself, but also on previous episodes of loss of consciousness and to identify any clear patterns or identifiable triggers. A collateral history in particular is invaluable. Further evaluation should include supine and standing blood pressure, clinical examination to identify any valvular heart disease such as aortic stenosis, and a baseline electrocardiogram. Patients may also go on to require carotid sinus massage, echocardiography, tilt table testing and ambulatory ECG monitoring. In this case, the patient's initial history of syncope following defecation was compatible with the reflex syncope, which is by far the commonest type of syncope, and taken in isolation would likely have been the correct diagnosis. Typical clinical features of reflex syncope can include a long history of recurrent syncope, particularly before the age of 40 years, following unpleasant sights, sounds, smells or pain, the absence of heart disease, and in specific situations such as micturition or gastrointestinal stimulation, such as in this case. In general, most patient symptoms do not tend to recur during routine monitoring with halter recording, and therefore the yield of such monitoring tends to be low, unless the symptoms are of course frequent. Implantable loop recorders, therefore, can be a useful tool, particularly in those with infrequent syncopal episodes. Nevertheless, it so happened during routine halter monitoring, our patient was noted to have transient loss of consciousness with corresponding significant pauses. This is by definition cardiac syncope. Clinical features of cardiac syncope on initial evaluation include syncope on exertion or when supine, a family history of premature death, known structural or coronary heart disease, or ECG features of arrhythmic syncope. There is an excellent summary of these features described within Table 5 of the ESC 2018 syncope guidelines. The guidelines go on to suggest that whilst the quality of evidence is moderate, there is a strong consensus that correlation between symptoms and documented arrhythmia is diagnostic of the cause of syncope and specific treatment must be prescribed. The 2013 ESC cardiac pacing guidelines are due to be updated in 2021, but do recommend dual chamber pacemaker implantation to preserve spontaneous atrioventricular conduction in cases of intermittent sinus node disease with pauses greater than 3 seconds. Clearly, due to the possible reversibility conferred from the acute encephalitis, the etiology of which is not fully understood, but is thought to be related to imbalances in sympathetic and parasympathetic tone, meant that there was not necessarily an immediate indication for a pacemaker implant, and this approach is consistent with that of other case reports with similar presentations. Learning points. Sinus node dysfunction is a rare but important complication of herpes simplex encephalitis. These patients may require close cardiac monitoring and additional workup. It is also a transient and reversible cause of sinus node arrest, with the treatment of the underlying encephalitis, whereby permanent pacing may not necessarily be required. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this case. 
please do visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read the article in full with references and review other case reports. The music is Computer by State Shirt.